You sent us all of your singles recommendations over the last couple of weeks. And we haven't listened to them yet. Welcome to Spin It, the singles episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 15 of Spin It, the record ranking podcast for people who would rather be listening to music. I'm James, with me is Connor, and this week we're doing things a little differently than normal. This episode, it goes out to all of you single people out there. This one's for you. Not quite like that. It's it's more of a singles like songs that are not full records. We're talking about a bunch of different songs from a bunch of different artists that you guys sent to us or that are really popular right now at the top of the charts. Oh, this isn't for all the single ladies out there? I mean, it still can be. All the single ladies? All the single ladies? If you want this episode to be for you, put your hands up. (laughs) We're not quite talking about Beyonce this time. Maybe we'll get to her in the future. This is gonna be a weird one. It is. Because like we mentioned in the intro, we haven't listened to these songs yet. So what you're gonna hear on this podcast is more or less our live reactions to our first time hearing these songs. Maybe not our first time, but at least this time. I've heard a couple of them. Yeah, some of them are pretty familiar. Yeah, and I assume you'll have posted the, the track list somewhere for everybody who wants to listen ahead of time to all the songs that's right if you want to listen to all the singles we're about to talk about you can find the titles and artists in the description or you could go check out our website or you could check out the playlist that we made on spotify and on youtube full of these singles so you don't have to search all around for them they'll be in one spot yeah and honestly i'd probably recommend you go listen to them right as we're talking about it you know kind of like alongside us i mean our commentary is going to be clipped down so there's not a lot of dead space as we listen so you won't listen in sync what what i know what we're not gonna just leave 30 seconds of the dead space while we listen and have nothing no, to say? No, it's not going to be like that, I promise. But you can listen to it right before we do and see how many of your comments match up with ours. But first, we're doing something a little fun, right? A new segment? Yeah, we've kind of got a new segment, especially for this singles episode. We're calling it Pass the Ox Chord. Fun name. Catchy title. Catchy title. That means it's a catchy segment. That, that segment, man. <laughs> it's real catchy. It really makes you tap your foot. What's going to happen in this game is Connor's got a single he's going to give to me, and I've got one that I'm going to give to him. Is it really a game? No, it's not really a game. (laughs) It's just the segment. It's the catchy segment. Connor's giving me a song that I don't know about. I'm going to give him a song that I like that he doesn't know about. And then that's going to be our first two songs to kick off the episode. Yeah, kind of our picks for this single episode. Right. Before we get into your pick. That's correct. Who's going first? Should we flip a coin? I don't have the mixtaper pick a number between one and ten. Like, what do we want to do here? I think having the mixtaper pick a number between one and ten is not exactly fair what are you talking about just because we're roommates you can be impartial well to avoid bias let's have you go first (laughs) (laughs) i'm afraid to go first though because what if i strike out what if it's not very good that is a risk you have to take well here's hoping that my single is a strike because i picked overtime by the strike overtime by the strike i've never heard of the band the strike the band the strike they kind of got super popular in 2017 2018 ish they kind of had some before that they released their first debut album called faint of heart in june of 2017 which actually was met with great enthusiasm nationally 
Valley. And the success of the record allowed them to expand from their Utah roots up into Los Angeles, where they now are kind of based. They've really blown up since that first album. They said they kind of had been very popular in Utah. They'd won a bunch of state-specific awards that got them, you know, enough credit in order to have their debut album. And since then, they've performed, like, opening acts for groups such as, like, Journey. Oh, they've opened for Journey? Yep, they opened for Kelly Clarkson, Macy Gray, Lindsey Sterling. I love Lindsey Sterling. Yeah, they've had songs pop up on Dancing with the Stars and America's Got Talent. And one of their songs was featured in the Netflix show To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Wow, so they've really gotten around. They've really blown up since their debut album. I'd love to do their debut album at some point when we're looking for something to slip in. This song is not on that album. The song Overtime is actually their most recent release. Okay, when did it come out? It came out on July 8th of 2021, so it's only been out a couple of months. Nice, all right. What kind of genre should I expect? What are we getting into? They're very similar to the band Camino, so kind of like an indie vibe, but like an indie rock, almost like an indie rock pop punk. I don't know, I'm just throwing out a lot of words now. I'm just saying words. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> A lot of their songs have different vibes to them, I guess. They've been described as reminiscent of rock bands from the 70s and 80s. So imagine like a modern take on 70s, 80s rock band. Okay, opening for Journey, that makes sense. They love their instrumentations. All the artists actually like went to school for like music related majors. They can play a bunch of different instruments like saxophone, violins, things like that. Yeah, that's cool. Their front man, Chris Crabb, his vocal style has been likened to vocalists such as Lou Graham and Steve Perry. Okay. Yeah. So I really think you're going to like this song. I, at least I hope you do. I picked their most recent one because I think it's a good medley of all the things I like about all their other songs. So I felt like this would be a great introduction to the band. I figured you wouldn't have heard of them. That's correct. I haven't. All right. Well, let's give it a spin. Should we count down? What should we do? We can try to count it down. I guess. Three, three two, two, one, one go. go. Oh, I'm getting Journey vibes right away with that piano. Uh-huh. And I just love this opening beat. Bum, 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 bum. It's so good. Yeah, and you can hear that synthesizer right in the back doing that arpeggio. Is it a great song to, like, roll your windows down on the freeway and just blast? Yeah. I like his voice. Yeah, I know, right? I really like the line, is a fight with the second hand all that's left for me. That's that's a pretty good one. And the rise there up into the slight, like the top of the register. Yeah, right at the beginning of the pre-chorus. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the band comes in. Yeah, that's different. A little patriotic line there, home of the brave. Yeah. I was getting a little bit, a tiny bit out of the beginning of like Bruce Springsteen vibes. Just the tiniest little touch. Sure. Like if Journey covered a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> God knows I'm a sinner acting like a winner for you. That's a pretty good line too. They really nailed the right before the pre-chorus that little like triplet line with the longer line is always really good that last bit before the pre-chorus is great yeah for you i'm working over time like it's just it's so catchy driving my rundown car like a limousine straight through the night that's pretty good imagery that's that's a very vivid picture of what's going on it is you hear that saxophone coming in i mentioned that earlier it's kind of out of place a little bit it, it's unexpected and it stands out but i think that's the point because it's in the bridge it doesn't and pop up at all in the song until that bridge so it's like the addition to the song i feel like it just needs to be mixed into the background a little more than to be out as front as it is really i love it i love how they don't they hold off on it till the bridge but then it carries they add it to the chorus you know i do like that it's a fun way to spice up that last chorus and to really spice up this outro that they're about to go into after a nice little saxophone solo okay yeah yeah imagine hearing this live and seeing this live that'd be fun <laughs> i bet it rocks they're best known for their live performances 
it. I guess that's part of what really draws people into them. They go all out for their performances. Yeah, they're working overtime. <laughs> the fade out's pretty nice. That was That's my pick. Nice. This is a good pick. So to recap for the audience, if you haven't listened to it, this is a song about a guy who's working overtime and burning the candle at both ends for his significant other. Yeah. And he's driving his rundown car like a limousine straight through the night, feeling like a rock star because he's got money to treat his person to what they want. Yeah. They really like to have songs that have like kind of a romantic side to them. But so much of the imagery is more just about him putting in that time and like his feelings about that. Right. That's what really the meat and potatoes of the song is, even though it's tangentially about his person. Yeah. And that's a cool angle to take. I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of writing a love song about the object of your love. This is more about the work it goes into maintaining that love. Right. It's a cool tangent to that where you're writing about yourself and how you feel in this relationship. It's a clever spin. Spin? Spin, you say? That's Overtime by The Strike. Check it out. That's a pretty good song. It'll be stuck in your head. I'm sure it'll be stuck in mine. Yeah, and like I said, if you like that, that main album's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Well, let's pass the aux cord over to me. I'm going to give you my single. and No, it's mine. I'm going to play another one. <laughs> Hogging the aux cord. Hog the aux cord, the new segment. <laughs> Not as catchy. You're right. Pass it on. Mine's going to be a little <laughs> bit different. I have a music video you need to watch that accompanies my song. Oh. That's the way that I discovered it, and I think the music video greatly enhances the experience. Oh. Oh, okay. My song is a song called... Better not be Rickroll. You better not be Rickrolling me right now. I'm not Rickrolling you, I promise. <laughs> My song is a song called Ten Years by Dadi Freyer. Ten Years by... How do you pronounce that name? Dadi Freyer. It's Icelandic. He's an Icelandic singer and songwriter. Sometimes he's known mononymously as Dadi. I found out about this guy because of his participation in Eurovision, which for our American listeners or people that don't know, that's an annual song and performance competition that happens all across Europe every Every spring. Each country submits an artist and a song, and these guys, Dadi and the band Gaga Magnid, of which his wife is a part, they were supposed to perform their song Think About Things in 2020, but of course, that Eurovision got cancelled. So instead, they picked 10 years in Eurovision 2021, and I think they got fourth place. They were robbed, in my opinion. I think they should have won, but this was their Eurovision entry for the country of Iceland. It's another song that is super catchy. As an artist, he released his first EP in 2017, then a full-length album called And Come Company in 2019. This song and his latest EP called Welcome is actually on the albums of the month list right now in October. Oh, I might go listen to it. I love this song and I'm fascinated by the music video. It's just it's lighthearted and it's a lot of fun. The music video is not necessarily related to the song. So I'm guessing your comments as we watch live will probably be about the video and then we could talk about the song afterwards. But I'm ready when you are. Three, two, one, play. Mayor of Iceland. Yeah, the mayor of Iceland calls him. Is that actually the mayor of Iceland? I don't know. I hope it is. A monster. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there's a monster terrorizing the city. Man, I really want that to be the actual mayor. I know, right? He needs them to come save the world from the monster. The sweet! <laughs> With the sweet <laughs> dance moves. Did I press the glass? <laughs> <laughs> We're not even into the song yet. No, this is just exposition. Oh, he's part of a team. Yeah, this is the squad. They all have cool little rings. We should get spinet rings. Like Captain Planet. Here's the song. Listen to that intro. I love this. Very instrumental. Well, the first time I heard this, I was like, where has this been all my life? Almost orchestral. That's not. No, it's not. He's he's more of an electronic producer. This feels Icelandic. I don't know what that means exactly, but yeah. Look at him come in on these hover cars. 
I really like the the like fly monster with his foot stuck on a house. Yes. I know it's not supposed to be a fly monster, but that's what the face reminds me of. Oh, the dance, the side. Yeah, go. Get it. The dance is the best part. Listen, these are the sweet dance moves, all right? Uh-huh. We're not even talking about the song right now. <laughs> I told you you'd be caught up in the music video. We'll talk about the song in a moment. I gotta watch it. Oh, they're glowing. Oh, wow. They're like Care Bear staring. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> they laser beam this monster, but it doesn't work. He's too powerful. Powerful. Oh, but he protects them with the Care Bear share. Oh, the, the demonic laugh. Ooh, I like the way he said fascinating there. Yeah, it's nice. Oh, they're going back to headquarters? Is that what that was? They're just regrouping. The tractor guy. <laughs> Wait, why is the tractor <laughs> up against the house? He crashed that tractor into the house. You would too if there was a monster around. I'd be driving away from that monster, not into it. Ready? Ready for the power up? Dude, the power of friendship. <gasps> He's in a mecha! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the whole band is this giant robot now. Oh, the poor guy in a tractor. That's funny. The kid with the toy tractor juxtaposed to the monster with the real tractor. That's funny. Yeah, it's brilliant. He's got like the speaker on his chest. That's awesome. And one for a mouth. Oh, the big monster's dancing. Yeah, they make the robot dance. Dude, they're going to defeat him with the power of dance moves. <laughs> yeah, they make it dance from the inside. Dude, look at the dude got the monsters dancing. I love this. And they save the city. A fun fact, the person that's in that costume is his wife oh really they dressed her up like the monster yeah and she rampages and storms the town interesting so she's the one doing all this dancing right now she's got the sweet dance moves yep <laughs> she's disappears behind the mountain i know anyway that's my single the music video to accompany it all right lots to process let's actually talk about the song real fast <laughs> yeah we should talk about the real song definitely go watch that music video definitely that's a song for his wife and it's called 10 years because it's about the decade they've spent together yeah and again in no way related to the music video about killing a monster with dance a couple of lyrics that popped out to me as i was watching that the way that he said the word fascinating in verse two yeah he draws it out it's very broken up on the syllables the bridge was fun i don't know something about like concept of love growing is a pretty common theme but it works here it doesn't feel like played out the everyday our love finds a new way to grow right electric guest kind of had some hip-hop techno-y vibes going on but this was like pure techno yeah electric guest was a little more grounded and this one is way more like just straight electronic music yeah yeah, and honestly, I liked it better. I don't know if it was just because of the video I was watching alongside it or not, but I think I like this better than that. Interesting. I think I do too. I, this song has just been captivating, you know? And again, you see why I think they were robbed at Eurovision. I think they should have gone all the way with that. So yeah, that was my song, and this was Pass the Ox Chord. I, I think we both had pretty good singles. Whose was better, though, audience? Vote in the comments so one of us can feel bad about ourselves. Tell us who you think brought the better single for Pass the Ox Chord. So who do you want to hog the Ox Chord between now and the next single oh that's fun yeah whoever brings the best single gets to hog the ox cord until the next singles episode that's the prize vote below so this is the time in the episode where we would normally go to factor spin i reached out to the mixtaper and told him we were doing a different kind of episode and to come up with something does he have anything for us uh, yeah he's i think he's gonna jump right out of his eye mask he's so excited to tell you about the new game he has for you okay oh a new game yes it's called guess who guess who or spin 
spin. Wait, wait. It's called guess who or spin. Guess who or spin. It's really just guess who, but I couldn't not have the word spin in the title. So to be clear, there aren't going to be any spins. No lies this week. Uh, I'm evil, so who's to say? Fair enough. The way guess who or spin is going to work, we have 10 different artists. I've gone and found true facts about a couple of them, and I'm going to give you the fact and you can ask questions about it. But at the end of the day, rather than telling me if it's true or false, you have to tell me which artist from our singles list this fact belongs to. Oh, oh boy. So I'm familiar with some of these artists on our list and some of them not as much. We've got 10 singles on the list this week, I guess including the two that we just did and then eight more after that. And again, that list is in the comments down below if you want to try and play along and and guess who each fact belongs to. Indeed. Okay, so what's your first fact? All right, my first fact for you. In recent years, they have helped contribute to a spike in interest slash sales of pineapple. Pineapples, what? Okay, does this person like pineapples a lot? Do they talk about pineapples often? Pineapples play a big part in both the lyrics and visuals of one of their songs. Okay, is it one of the songs that we're talking about or just one of the artists that we're talking about? No, it's one of the songs that they do, not the one we're talking about. Right, in the lyrics. Do you know the lyric that mentions pineapples? Can I know that? A lot of the lyrics mention pineapples. What? (laughs) It's more than one? I guess I can give you an example. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just a little snippet so I can get a taste of the pineapple. This is true, by the way, audience. This is 100% not a lie. Pineapples are in my head. Okay, so what what I know right away is it's probably not Mac Davis. It's probably not the Lumineers. Uh, you haven't even asked why it has a spike in interest slash sales. Oh, well, I just thought it was because they talked about it a lot. Is there something else? Do they buy all the pineapples? <laughs> is this an Aerosmith carrots thing? No, when they go on tour, fans will bring pineapples to the concert, incorporating them into their outfits, using them on the dance floors, props, you know, stuff like that, which causes a spike in pineapple sales in the cities they perform in. No way. <laughs> it's gone so far that some festivals and venues have even start banning the fruit from their events if that band is going to be performing. Wow. Because of how out of control it gets. That's a lot. I'm going to take a stab at it. My first guess, I think, is going to be a guess for Glass Animals. You nailed it! It's Glass Animals! Really? Oh, awesome. Their song Pork Soda, the chorus is, pineapples are in my head when you were fun. Got nobody because I'm brain dead. You made me run. That's not what I expected at all. Their whole chorus is about pineapples apples it's apparently the one of their most popular songs it's called pork soda pork soda sounds disgusting not the song as a beverage no thanks i don't know i tried at least once i would too i would too i have to know i can't believe you got that first guess first one i can't either i'm pretty happy with it you guessed who i did or spin yeah or spin i feel like i should ask do you have the ability to repeat an artist like just because this one was glass animals does that mean another one could be i have that ability i'm not gonna confirm or deny whether or not i use that Right, right. I just wanted to double check the rules and make sure they weren't off the table. Uh, Yeah, I wasn't going to limit myself. That would have made it too easy for you. Yeah, it would have. Okay, what's the next fact? They were worshipped as a god. Like, legitimately? Sort of. By whom? By fans. But, like, in in what way? Okay, did they, like, build a a shrine or offer things? Like, what's the deal? It became part of their mythos, kind of explaining why they were so fast at playing the guitar. Oh, a guitar player, huh? Uh Uh-huh. What's the rest of the myth? 
mythos then? If this person is supposedly like a, a godlike guitar player, what's the rest of the story? Well, it started as a graffiti slogan, claiming that they were a god, and it kind of became popular artwork and a popular slogan that then kind of got incorporated into, you know, they are a god, and that's why they are able to play the guitar so well and fast. They're actually grateful to their fans for adopting the phrase because it's given them the kind of status that nobody can tamper with. Okay, okay, that's a good, I'm glad you said that, because first I was thinking, obviously, someone who's great with a guitar, Eric Clapton, comes to mind right away. Sure. But he already had the status of someone who can't be tampered with, I mean, before any kind of graffiti art would come up, I guess. And he's not known for his fast playing, necessarily. I think he's mostly known for his soul and, like, the heart he puts behind his playing. So then who are you going with? The Lumineers don't have a lot of fast playing, nor does Mac Davis. I think I'm gonna take a stab at Unwell on this one. I think this fact belongs to Unwell. Unwell? You got it wrong. That was a really bad pun. Wrong. Okay, so that's just wrong. So that's one. That's one miss. I don't know where to go from here. Well, you know, it's not Unwell, unless you want to guess them again. I mean, you can try. Maybe it changed in the five seconds. I don't think that would be the smartest move. Is it Clapton? Going with Eric Clapton as your second guess? I guess. I, I, I don't know. He's the guitar player of the group. Ding, ding. It is Eric Clapton. Okay, I should have gone with him first. Yeah, you should have gone with that initially. In the 60s, a graffiti slogan popped up that said, Clapton is God. It started popping up around London. And so that graffiti art kind of became super popular and famous and was adopted into his mythos for why he could play the guitar so well and fast. Okay, that one. Yeah, some fans thought he was legitimately a god. Took you two guesses on that one. Not yeah, bad. I didn't expect it to be all the way back in the 60s that that was taking place. I kind of just assumed it would be more recent. Yeah. He is a great guitar player. Up next, they hosted a watermelon festival for seven straight years. We're back on the fruit thing. Pineapples and watermelon. Seven years of watermelon festival? What happens at a watermelon festival? You get festive about watermelons, I assume. Oh, sure. But like, I don't know. Were there carnival rides and games? Like, did people just bring in their melons and eat together? What was the deal? Yeah, I didn't look too far into the festival. So weekend long festival. I'm sure there's different tournaments and food vendors and stuff. It's probably like any typical festival. Dedicated to the watermelon. Yep. Does this artist have any particular affinity for watermelons? It's just kind of something that they got asked to do and then they continued to keep doing it because they kept getting invited back and kind of just became like a streak thing just because it was their thing they just jumped in yeah where is the watermelon festival it's the annual minnesota kellogg watermelon festival okay it's one in a melon good time that's their slogan that's a great slogan they host the event and perform at the opening and closing concerts who does this fact belong to it's such a hard question. In Minnesota, the Watermelon Festival, I think I'm going to lock in Mac Davis. He seems like a guy that would enjoy watermelon from what I know about him. So how's Mac Davis sound? Wrong. This is going to be another multiple guesser. How do we feel about, I'm going to guess Walker Hayes. Feeling Walker Hayes. Sure. Feeling wrong again. Is it three strikes and I'm out? Uh, I think so. I think it should be, which this would be strike two. So, you know, pressure's on for this one. Yes. I don't historically perform great under pressure. Looking at you, Smashing Pumpkins last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can't wait to get back to regular Factor Spins next week. I know, I know. We'll see how that goes. But that's next week. This is now. And now for your final guess. Norman Greenbaum. Final guess. Norman Greenbaum. You guessed wrong. Uh, I don't know much about him. Okay, who's the real watermelon champion? Tell me it's Justin Bieber. So I have a confession to make. What? I'm evil. And I did say this game show was called Guess Who? Or Spin. This is a spin! I had to throw in one lie to really mess with you. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I'm too evil to not lie. I had to throw in one lie just to get you. Nobody hosts the Watermelon Festival in Minnesota. At least nobody on this list. Whatever. Okay. I really was going to just make you list all the names and then be like, surprise. Oh, so I saved myself from the problem with all the three strikes and you're out. You lied to me. Well, I know I had to. It's called Guess Who or Spin. I promise on, you know, on my mixtaper grandma that this will be the only spin I tell the entire game. The rest of them will all be true. Okay. Watermelon Festival was a lie. Yeah. Although the annual Minnesota Kellogg Watermelon Festival does exist, and their slogan is, it's one in a melon good time. As usual, partially true. (laughs) All right. Tell me a fact, a real fact this time. All right. All right. Back into the real facts. They were buried in denim. Buried in denim. I presume when deceased. Uh, yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, to be buried alive in denim is possible too. True. So this is someone that's passed away. Yeah. Well, I hate to tell you that most of the artists on our list are still kicking. Most of them are alive, but this was a this was a cool fact, so I wanted to include it. So it really narrows your list down. Sure. Well, do you have any other details about this cool fact before I guess it? They were buried in a pair of jeans to fulfill a promise. Who they promise what to be buried in jeans? It was a promise from their wife that they would do this because in one of their songs they sing about how they wanted to be buried in their hometown in a pair of jeans. All right. Well, that only further confirms that i feel like this is a mac davis song if ever i've heard one it absolutely is mac davis yeah in one of his most famous songs texas in my rearview mirror one of the lines is and when i die you can bury me in lubach texas in my jeans." how about that what a guy mac davis so that is indeed where he is now laid to rest in a pair of jeans this was a fun game i liked this mix up you liked guess who or spin i didn't like the spin part very much but yeah guess who was pretty nice (laughs) i feel like the audience just likes to see either one of us miserable i don't really care who maybe <laughs> tickets to my downfall <laughs> yeah, tickets to my mix fall what okay uh, it's the mixtaper version of a downfall i don't downfall i mix fall you mix fall yeah that makes sense does it <laughs> no but that's the easiest way to move on fair enough audience if you like the game guess who or spin and you want it to come back in a future singles episode or if you have ways to improve the game or other ideas for mixtaper-esque games for future episodes let us know in the comments bring it on the, the mixtaper may be evil but he does know how to take advice fair enough yeah we'll be back with more normal factor spin next week but until then it's been fun mixtaper until then yeah so this week we have another department to introduce you to the a and r department the a and r stands for albums and records and they are the people that recommend albums to us to do. And, and we got a couple recommendations from our Spin A and R department for this episode. And we're going to talk about some of those singles. That's you guys. That's you at home who recommended us these songs. You're an official member of the Spin It A and R department. That's right. If you recommend things, you're the A and R department. If you're a fan, you're the writing department. Welcome to the departments. So we're kicking off the singles episode with the current top song on the Billboard Hot 100 right now. The song that's most popular, apparently. Apparently. That's what it is. That song happens to be the song stay by kid Leroy featuring justin bieber again it's the most popular song apparently it sounds like you're going into this with a negative mindset probably i shouldn't why is that i'm just not traditionally a fan of justin bieber and i don't think i've ever heard of the kid Leroy song or whatever no he's pretty new i i don't anticipate this going in a way i like i could be wrong well what i'll say is it's actually peaked at number one almost worldwide because it's taken the top spot in australia belgium canada denmark new zealand norway sweden and of course the united states and it topped off at number two in ireland and the united kingdom so far so it's pretty 
much at the top everywhere. Now, the kid Leroy, whose real name is Charlton Howard, was born in 2003. He's a youngin, just 18 years old, which is probably part of why you haven't heard of him. And we're doing the song Stay. Stay, yeah. The kid Leroy is an Australian rapper and singer. He's from the land down under. He's also the youngest solo artist to ever top the Australian charts, and he's got a ton of features already that include Juice World, Miley Cyrus, and, as in the case of this song, Justin Bieber. Okay, I'm a little interested. Uh-huh, I know. Okay, my, you said Miley Cyrus uh, did a song? Yeah, she's collaborated with them on a remix of one of his songs. Okay, I might have to go listen to that one. The kid Leroy performed Stay at the 2021 VMAs, and he was nominated for Best New Artist. He's got a headlining tour slated for next year. Let's give it a listen. You're going to get our thoughts in real time, so it'll be pretty unfiltered, exactly what we think. It's only two minutes and 22 seconds. It's a short song. Ready? Three, Three two, two, one, go. go. Okay, kind of an electronic techno start. Very echoey, like the reverb on that and the delay is really nice. Yeah, I don't like that falsetto note randomly in there. I was just about to ask. It worked better on this when they did it twice in one line. I kind of like it. It's got a good beat behind the first verse. It almost feels like he's competing with a beat. The drums just felt very in your face and like he was like competing with the drums. Yeah. All right, the falsetto is growing on me now that there's more happening behind it and it's not the start of the song. Yeah, with all the drums and everything happening. And the tempo is picked up a little bit and that's helping it's locked in a lot yeah yeah is this the justin bieber part it is the justin bieber part yeah i recognize that voice i've heard the song baby <laughs> enough yeah you're right ain't no way that i can leave you stranded because you ain't ever left me empty-handed uh, borderline buffoonery borderline buffoonery oh i like the reverb on the elbow woes oh this is an interesting breakdown where it's just the bass i actually like this way better than the, what they did earlier but you couldn't do this for the whole song it would get old no you couldn't you couldn't but it really sells it you almost could have done this at the beginning beginning when it was more relaxed and wasn't all crazy uh yeah you definitely could have done it all three times wow i'm amazed at this being the number one song all around the world i'm amazed at how light it is there's very little content you know what i mean like there's there's the one chorus that gets repeated maybe four times yeah and a section that's just oh oh oh's like that happens three or four times it, there's really not a lot to it yeah you know i guess that's maybe what makes it so popular is there's not a lot to keep track of or remember yeah you could this is a song you could pick up really quick now, this definitely feels like a song that would be number one worldwide, again, because of how repeated it is, you know? Songs like this that are more stripped back and just very catchy tend to do very well, I feel like, in this kind of genre. It's already in my head, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, even though I said I didn't care for it, the... I do the same thing I told yeah, you that I, I never, never would. would. Like, it's so very easy to sing to. <laughs> yes. It's stuck there already. And it definitely grew on me. It's just, I think he should have started with the verse and not with the chorus. It does come to an abrupt start. If I listen to the song again, knowing it was coming, it maybe wouldn't have been so abrupt. Yeah, I think this is one that I could add to my playlist. It's not my new favorite song, but I think it could go in the mix. Yeah. If it came on the radio or on, like, like if, it was, if it popped up and started playing, I wouldn't skip it, but I would never go look for this song. You wouldn't seek it out? Okay. Yeah. Not, not bad. That's an interesting song to start on, I think, for the... I was actually kind of surprised, again, like you said, at how relaxed and laid back it was. They, they threw a couple of obscenities in there, but I didn't expect it to be so airy, I guess is the word. Yeah, that's a good word for it. I can see why it's number one. Me too. Yeah, it makes sense. Should we move on to Mac Davis? I think it'll be a drastic shift in tone and everything. No thinking about it. It is. I grew up listening to Mac Davis. This is one of the songs suggested by you guys, the audience, honestly, by probably one of 
our biggest listeners, probably. Shout out to them. This one comes straight from the A&R department. Yep. Uh, Mac Davis. Tell me about him. Sure. Well, the song we're talking about is Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me from the album of the same title. Mac Davis was born in Texas, like you said, in 1942. I didn't say the mixtape said. Right. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. As you've heard, Mac Davis was born in Texas <laughs> in 1942, and he did just die last year on September 29th, 2020. Sad. Buried in denim. So that's what I just learned. He's one of those sleeper artists to me. Like he was very popular in his time, but it's not a name that a lot of people recognize when you say it. No, but he actually wrote songs that Elvis covered. You know, he was the guy. Absolutely. He, he wrote a lot for Elvis. I mean, one of Elvis's most popular songs in the ghetto written by Mac Davis. That's a Mac Davis original. Yep. Mac Davis actually did his version of it as well, which I personally like better. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Mac Davis was an actor as well as a musician, actually. Yeah. And he was in everything from Where the Red Fern Grows to SpongeBob. Wait, he was in SpongeBob? That one I didn't know. I knew he was in <laughs> The Red Fern Grows. He was in a SpongeBob 4D movie, which I'm guessing was for a theme park or some kind of attraction. Oh, yep. One of those things that, like at Disney World where like, you sit in the chair and the chairs rock and you get sprayed with water. Those kind of things. That's right. That was Mac Davis. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> in Spongebob. I know he was in the Netflix Dolly Parton docu-series or documentary or something. He played like a preacher in some Dolly Parton show that I think was on Netflix. Yeah, he released 19 records from the 1970s through the 90s and Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me is from his third record. That's his That's his third album is Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me. It came out in 1972. Yeah, his greatest hits album we had on cassette and that was like the only thing we ever listened to in the car when we would go places was pop in the cassette and listen to the mac davis greatest hits yeah that doesn't surprise me but he's got this really soft like pop country style to him yeah especially early on that's kind of a lot of what he does he's like country soul yeah it's hard to exactly pin down what it is but i think it's mostly country it's very country it'd be like but not like in the traditional way you'd think of country it's not like hank williams country but it's also not miranda lambert country no i he's like george jones country yes he's kind of more in that vein but also yeah it's got just a, a bit more of a pop leaning like a soft pop not top 40 pop you can tell he wrote for elvis anyway so that's about (laughs) him and about the song let's give it a listen yeah maybe don't get hooked on me maybe we'll get hooked on this song i'm already hooked on it been hooked on it for years fair enough all right three two one play oh the drums are interesting yeah i'll let you do most of the commentary on this one because i've heard this song millions of times yeah the strings are nice oh i love his voice it's just so like gentle you haven't heard this one right because you didn't listen to the greatest hits album no i haven't listened to the greatest hits i like that high octave guitar the pling 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 yeah it plays really nicely with the bass that's thump thump and in the bottom and then it really picks up here in a minute for the pre-chorus Oh, a choir? Yeah, the choir comes in. As they say, it kind of has a soul vibe to it. I like that second minor chord in the chorus. Sure. <laughs> and those guitar fills are, are pretty standard, but they're classic. Yeah. Oh. I just, uh. They do that weird, yeah, da-da-da-da-da-da. At the end of the course, I was not expecting that. I didn't like the way that it went up at the end, like the violin went really high and stuff, but mm-hmm. that little extra stop at the end kind of makes it better. I really like the line woman child instead of man child. I mean, I guess, yeah, girl, you're a hot-blooded woman child, and it's warm where you're touching me. Oh, I like that. I could tell by your trembling smile you're seeing way too much in me. Like, baby, don't get hooked on me. Like, getting hooked on me is a mistake. I'll just use you, then I'll set you free, is what he sings. And the way he kind of trembles or like it's a pretty heartbreaking sentiment yeah yeah i'll just leave you i can't take no clinging vine that's a good image baby baby don't get hooked 
on me. The tambourine. I can hear the tambourine now. That's pretty nice. Uh-huh. I don't like the drums. I've come to realize, at least on this part, they have grown off of me. Really? Interesting. I think they really keep the beat going. They do, but they're all on the left side. Like, maybe we're listening to a remaster or a stereo mix. Oh. Uh, but they're too heavy on the left, and I think they need to be more in the middle. Yeah, you know, I do kind of hear that. You're right. I feel like they're typically not that left heavy. Overall, though, I can't say a bad thing about the songwriting and about the, you know, actual performance that he does he's a great songwriter top notch yeah he's one of the early legends i guess of like you talked about people don't talk about him as much he's an unsung hero of that style of music yeah for all you listeners that greatest hits album will give you every song i mean not every song all of his songs are pretty great but if you want the most bang for your buck if you're trying to get into mac davis that greatest hits album it'll give you everything you ever wanted to know now is this song one of his greatest hits yep this song is on that greatest hits album yep okay it's regarded as one of his most popular song i get it yeah shoot i mean the whole idea baby baby don't get hooked on me you're asking too much from me i can't provide that for you that's a pretty common sentiment i think but he's laid it out in a way that is very obvious to me like it feels like that's one of the first things you think about is don't get attached and yet i feel like no one would think to put it in a song this way yeah and again similar to the strikes overtime song this is kind of a love song but not from the angle you normally expect like if it was from her perspective it would be a love song right but from his perspective he's like no stop don't make this a love song you don't want to get hooked on me no (laughs) it's definitely not a love song like it's like love song at tangent if you looked at it from her perspective versus his it would absolutely be a love song because she's absolutely in love with him oh yeah very much too much that's the problem i like it i'm really excited to listen to this next song yeah what's next the next song is solstice by a band called unwell this song is a recommendation from the a and r department as well and it comes from a friend of ours and they've been telling us to listen to this band and this album for a long time and they actually got in touch with the lead singer of the band who said they might listen to this episode what whoa oh gosh unwell if you're listening hi welcome welcome to spin it <laughs> we're very excited to talk about your song today so that's what they told me and i listened to just the tiniest little sneak preview of this song to figure out where to put it you know on this list of singles sure i'm excited now there's pressure on (laughs) i guess so so let me tell you a little bit about the band unwell is an emerging five-man pop punk band out of detroit michigan and their mantra is it's okay to be unwell which i really like as a slogan that makes sense yeah and i'm assuming that that's a big part of their name and their identity because they got together in 2020 kind of in the middle of the pandemic well yeah so this was a project for them to help them you know be productive and create during that time and kind of just express all the emotions and deal with all the changes that came in the beginning of that year. They just released their debut EP called New Moons on August 13th and it sounds like it's making quite a splash. I've done some poking around their Twitter and their website and stuff and of course our friend has talked about them. I'm not too familiar with them yet but like I said I think I'm gonna have to give them a listen after this. I think I'm really gonna like this song and their music. I'm excited to hear it now. Yeah and you're even gonna go see them in concert soon right? They're currently touring to back their EP is this who i'm going to see i (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is oh gosh they invited you to go to a concert with them and this is who you're gonna go see yeah they asked if i wanted to go with them to a concert and i was like "Uh, sure why not i'm not doing anything that weekend and i didn't really pay attention to who it was and oh gosh so this is gonna be my introduction to them and and this is gonna be their introduction to you too lead singer you're you're listening i'll be at that concert uh, end of the month i think that's right vip ticket maybe for me and the mixtaper no (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah sure whatever Anyway, without further ado, let's listen to Solstice. Yeah, count it down. All right, three, two, one. Oh. I hit play, it didn't play. Stop, stop. I hit play, it didn't play. Oh, oh gosh, oh gosh. (laughs) The start. 
Let's try that again. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Oh. Big, big guitar. I like that. It's like the, what is it? The IMAX sound? I guess. Oh, oh. it just exploded with guitar. It did. I love this. I love this. I like that bass. But, uh, it's like, like there's all this like noise happening from the guitars, right? That are going really fast. Like that bass is really driving. I like this vocal. Okay. It's got a good edge to it. Oh, I like that. What am I supposed to do living without a clue? Yeah, that, that beat, the way that they put that space in between the lines. Oh, man. Oh, th- this is like a roller coaster. It slows down, it speeds up, it mellows out. It, it's all over the place. Oh, listen to that. See how it broke down halfway through the chorus and went halftime? Yeah. Whoa. Can we, I just want to point out the drummer. Listen to those drums. Bum, bum. Yeah, the drums are going crazy. Oh. oh, that cut out of all the instruments? Yeah. That was the best. I thought it was going to hold it, and it didn't. Wishing all my demons well, find another soul to sell. What a lyric. But I'm loving these choruses. Yeah. Go halftime again. I really like that. They're coming. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. Every time that's good. It's really good. Oh, I love the way that sounds at the beginning of the bridge. What is that? Was that? It was like radio static. I like the way they slowed down on just too unhealthy too there. Too unhealthy, yeah. They're going through, like I said, it's like a roller coaster. I'm getting so many different versions of everything. Oh my gosh. Different sounds. And it's so fast. And it's so fast, but then they slow it down on you just abruptly in random places. Or they like bottom everything out and make it disappear for a couple beats. Yeah, this song rocks hard. I'm glad I said yes to going to see these people in concert. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm genuinely jealous. This would be a great show. I think it's a costume party or like concert too, is what they told Are me. Are you going in costume? That's awesome. I don't know if I am, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, here comes the ending. The ending is important. How does this end? Uh, hopefully, instrumentally, just with a big hit. Just oh, nope, a just hard a big stop. hit. The hard stuff. That. That's exactly what I wanted. Yep. Right there. That, like, it landed on just like, a nice hit and wow. gone. Oh, the guitar. Oh. The guitars. The, the guitar and the, the bass guitar in the back of that, when it actually shined through, my ears smiled. Yes. Well, that's one you haven't said in a while. It hasn't happened in a while. Wow, the first ear smiler in a dozen episodes or more. Yeah, I liked that a lot. When I looked them up, everything about them said pop punk and, and stuff. I don't think there's much pop. I think this is a rock band. This is a punk rock band. It's... If you're wondering what to expect... Expect a roller coaster. It's going to be rock. It's going to be fuzzy guitars. It's going to be drums going nuts. Expect a roller coaster, yeah. I like this. You know, the solstice is like the turning point between the seasons, and that's what this song is all about, is the, is the turning point between phases of your life i pick up the pieces i start again yeah i've been waiting my whole life seeing through the haze again oh man i want to back up and talk about a line very early in the song the sure what am i supposed to do living without a clue won't hold my breath until my lungs are turned blue i like that imagery about holding your breath until your lungs turn blue i like the cadence that they put on that and i just really like the rhyme scheme do clue blue yeah it's simple but effective it sure is man again i was kind of just like yeah i've got nothing going on that weekend I'll go to a concert with you. Concerts are fun. Now I'm excited. I'm pumped. What a stunner. What a what a gem of a song on this singles episode. I'm pretty jazzed about that one. I think I'm going to add the whole entire EP to my albums of the month for November. Wow. I'm definitely going to go listen to it. Unwell, if you're listening, consider us fans. Yeah. After the concert, I might become the Spin It Unwell fan club president. Add it to my... To your list of presidencies. To my list of presidencies. <laughs> Great. Well, that's that's quite an honor.
Anyway, that's Unwell. Go check them out. Up next on our singles list, Solstice by Unwell. We're just gonna we're gonna repeat gonna that do it again. <laughs> Rewind the tapes. Yeah, sure. Really up next, Heat Waves by Glass Animals. Heat Waves by Glass Animals. I've heard of Glass Animals, but I have to admit I haven't listened to them yet. Have not. Glass Animals are a British rock band formed in 2010 in Oxford, and they're actually a group of childhood friends that all got together and started playing music. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, their front man is David Bailey, who's a singer songwriter and a producer so he's kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to releasing music this song heat waves is from their 2020 album dreamland and it's peaked at number five in the united kingdom and number one in the united states this week it's currently sitting at number 15 15 okay but it was number one at one point it was number one yeah within the recent weeks Heatwaves was actually on the FIFA 21 soundtrack, and it was used in a recent Apple event, so it's getting a lot of placements. Listen for it. It might pop up somewhere. Let's check it out. Let's do it. Three. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Ah, 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 ah. Oh. Ah, mine didn't play. <laughs> I missed the play button. It did. You did it, didn't you? Yeah, you laugh at me when I do it. It happens to the best of us. And the worst of us. Audience is voting on which one of us is which. <laughs> Whichever one keeps the aux cord is the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay. okay. We just said okay in sync. <laughs> this is the indie alt pop vibe that I was promised. This was another recommendation or is this on the chart? Uh, this was on the charts, right? Yeah, actually, this one did come from the A&R department, but it was also on the charts. So it's like, we got to put it on. Ah, gotcha. The bass is really heavy in this. Yeah, it is. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's not what I expected. I don't know how I feel about that. I can barely understand that. Good thing I have the lyrics here. It's very low. Think Electric Guest. Some of the stuff that they did sounded like that. I think this is a bit buffoonery, but it works. Road Shimmer Wiggling the vision. Yeah, it wiggles the vision. <laughs> I like the contrast between the low voice and the high voice. I like this, what I assume is the chorus. Yeah, it is. I didn't care for the low stuff. This verse is not quite getting it done for me right now. Yeah, this one's a bit too melodic. Oh, that's better. That staccato bit. The pre-chorus is fine. You just need a better life than this. You need something I can never give. That's better. Fake water all across the road. Interesting. Kind of like a mirage. Well, that's the shimmer. The That's the wiggling heat wave. Yeah, it's the heat wave. Yeah, that's fair. I don't like when they get all melodic like this. I don't like that the chords don't change more, I think. I think it's too similar to the chorus mm. in chords, but the melody is different, and I don't like the different melody because the other one is so good. Yeah. Every time they go melodic, like this are like dreamy. I don't care for it. Yeah. This is even a third different melody on I Just Wonder What You're Dreaming Of, but it's the same exact chords. Yeah. Like, that's getting overplayed for me. Oh, that stop. That stop and then that kick drum to come back in was good. That was good. But this funky beat they got going is really good. And every time they like smooth it out, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting song. Oh, we're back to this. Oh, come on. No, get out of here. No, I like this now. No. Nope. It was surprising at the start. I like it at the end. No. The lower digitized voice more. That It'd be one thing if I could understand it. If I didn't have the lyrics in front of me, I'd think you would just go <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> That's a valid critique, I guess. <laughs> Oh, I like the ending. This is fun. I like this deconstruction of it. I like that ending. The ending was good. Honestly, if they'd done that in a couple of the places where they didn't change anything, that probably would have helped. It would have. It absolutely would have. I'm thinking this song has a really strong chorus. It does. And just, I don't 
like the way that it doesn't move. I feel like this was a very stagnant song, which I guess plays into the metaphor of a heat wave where everything in the air is still and you can't breathe. They, I mean, they talk about not being able to breathe in the lyrics, but it just it just didn't do enough. The verses felt underwhelming. The chorus, again, good chorus. I, I really can't say much about the chorus. The verses, though, were just so far behind it. They were on a, another level for me. Keep the chorus, keep the beginning and ending, and then get rid of the rest. I don't think this dissuades me from listening to more Glass Animals. I feel like I was still check out their music but i'm like you know i'm lukewarm on this particular song unlike unwell i probably won't be checking them out (laughs) yeah fair enough honestly after listening to this one song i wouldn't blame you because this song felt like a lot of things that you don't normally like (laughs) that's fair this one gets a thumbs in the middle for me that's where i'm putting it thumbs in the middle the artwork for the song is trippy that i'll give you but that's for the whole album dreamland right this this pink and purple with the weird head i don't know it says glass animals dreamland so it could be for the whole album or it could just be for the song sometimes they do artwork for the song they do but this is from the album it says dreamland on it which is not the name of this song oh you're right the fact that it says dreamland on it is really what points me to the fact that it may be the album cover for (laughs) dreamland (laughs) oh there's the pork soda song the pork soda song i do want to listen to that one later i'm about to hit play on that song right now real fast just to get an idea all right yeah i'm already gonna turn that one off Next up, we're talking about a song that most of you probably know, even if you don't know, you know it. Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. Great song. Kind of a a one-hit wonder. It kind of is, yeah. I don't think many other people could name Greenbaum songs. He was born in Malden, Massachusetts in 1942, and he was raised in an Orthodox Jewish household, and his interest in music kind of started in Southern blues music. You know, all that kind of, that old-timey blues stuff that I'm, I mean, we'll talk about more when we get to Eric Clapton, but that same vein of music is what inspired Norm Greenbaum a lot. This song song spirit in the sky came out in 1969 it sold two million copies in its first two years and it was certified gold from the riaa it's pretty popular (laughs) i like this song already so i'm excited to listen to it again (laughs) let's do it i think this is the one song on the list that we're both familiar with is it the only one that we're both familiar with i think so well i know eric clapton but i don't recognize wonderful tonight at least off the top of my head you probably will when we play it well let's take norm greenbaum for a roll three two one Play. I love that guitar. How can you not? That fuzz. You can hear the blues on this. It's it's apparent right away. I love that weepy guitar in the background. Do 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 do. Yeah, like, that's so good. It reminds me of, like in Guitar Hero when you could like wiggle that the whammy bar, the little stick, and it would make it all. Yeah, the little whammy bar, and it would make it go all wobbly. When you wiggle the stick, oh brother. Listen, you're the music expert. I'm just the music enthusiast. That's right. Spirit in the sky. He'll recommend you to the spirit in the sky. That's where you're gonna go when you die. When you die and they lay you to rest, you're gonna go to the place that's the best. I'm ready for this instrumental break. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. Bah, 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 bah. Uh, the triangle did you hear that triangle yeah the ding <laughs> there it is again it is like the dinner bell it's like ding oh here's the guitar solo we're all waiting for yeah so simple yet so effective i love this way it quiets down right here but it doesn't lose any of its fuzz no it doesn't. that's really well done i like how he's able to blend these blues and gospel themes together so seamlessly feels real good you're right the background singers are great i know they really make it i will say one critique i've always had about this song is that the minute long instrumental break to end the song is a bit long yeah but the instruments are the best part of this and i mean sure it's just it's a tad long it is but it's cool how they're able to build such a full sound on such simple bones you know it's all just that fuzz guitar the triangle the background singers and the drums there the hand claps yeah that's the majority of it 
and it fades out really nice. Ah, that's that song. I was going to say, I don't know if I have a ton to say about it other than what we talked about while we were listening to it. In the first one, there's a line that's probably my favorite line in the whole song. So he starts off, when I die and they lay me to rest, gonna go to the place that's the best. Then he says, when I lay me down to die. That line, when I lay me down to die, because you know, it's like when they lay me down to die, it makes sense. Oh yeah. But to say, when I lay me down to die, like there's some sort of connotation there about the imagery of like him physically laying himself down. Like his spirit taking his body and like laying it down like i don't know there's some sort of imagery there that i get when i hear that line sure it reminds me of that little you know like the little kid's prayer now i lay me down to sleep i pray the lord my soul to keep like that feels like what he's kind of paralleling no i don't know that it feels like what it's a parallel <laughs> for like he's trying to play to that little rhyme yeah sure i didn't love the line go to the place that's the best feels like a, a low ball rhyme for rest i like it because i feel like from a spiritual standpoint he's talking about heaven right sure yeah but it keeps it vague enough that for anybody listening who you know follows a different faith or no faith at all can identify with their own place that's the best right it's keeping it secular sure i think it's a clever way of doing that i mean for a minute but prepare yourself you know it's a must gotta have a friend in jesus kind of undermines that attempt if that's what he's going for Uh, i mean sure i don't know i like it i like it too it's a song that is pretty synonymous with the late 60s i think and it's just a song that i feel like most people have heard even if you don't know you've heard it maybe saying spirit in the sky by norman greenbaum doesn't even mean anything to you I bet once he starts playing this song, you'd know it. If you play that instrumental guitar, like everybody's going to recognize that. But up. Yeah, they get it. Everybody's going to be like, I've heard that before. All right. Now, are we ready for the next song? Are we? I don't know. The next (laughs) song, I'll admit, I'm a little familiar with, and it is not my favorite going into it. Oh, I hope I like it just so that for once I like a song you don't. I feel like it's usually the other way around. (laughs) Yeah. So the next song is Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. It's huge right now. It's number three on the all genre charts, and it's pretty darn near the top of the country charts as well, obviously. I just pulled the lyrics up, and there's a line in verse one that... That already makes me excited for this song. <laughs> excited? Oh, yeah, great. Well, we'll see. So, Walker Hayes is a newer of the big names on the country music scene. Yeah, I haven't heard of him. Yeah, he was born, like Hank Williams, in Mobile, Alabama in 1979. Well, the 79 part's different, but you get the idea. Sure. He graduated in 2002 with a degree in music, and he actually focused on piano while in school, which is not super common for country musicians. Okay. Yeah, he came to Nashville in 2005, started releasing singles as early as 2010, and he released his first record in 2011 called reason to rhyme his second one called boom came in 2017 fancy like the song that has turned him into quote the applebee's guy (laughs) what oh you'll you'll understand when we get in there this this song has made walker hayes into the applebee's guy this is from his 2021 ep called country stuff (sighs) and it's already already riaa platinum certified and it's hit number one and number three like i said on the charts and it will probably be in every single applebee's commercial for the next decade i mean if applebee's is even around that long which is weird because the line in verse one that caught my attention was him talking about wendy's so when you said applebee's i was like what taking her to wendy's <laughs> yeah i thought so well let's not waste any more time i want you to hear this song all right i hope i like it it's set up to be something i like it's an interesting pick for sure all right ready yep. three two one go oh I like the start. It starts pretty country. like Classic country. Like classic modern country. 2000s country. It feels like 2010 country to me. Something like Billy Currington would have done. Sure. Don't need no champagne popping entertainment. Low maintenance. Like, I I like that. 
And then we get like product placement. Dip me in her frosty. I mean, it's not really product placement. What's Wendy's most famous for? The frosty, right? You're gonna quote a Wendy's item. Frosty's where it's at. I don't like the base. It's not like they're like the Dave Thomas single. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it is. In the chorus, fancy like Applebee's on a date night got that Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake. It's li- he's like brand name dropping. Well, he's just naming off a bunch of popular food items. No, I like this. Really? I like it. I like the concept of we're fancy like things that aren't fancy. Things that are fancy for your non-bougie people. Sure, sure. Don't need no Tesla to impress her. My girl is rolling on a Vespa. We all grew up dipping fries and frosties going oh look at us dipping fries and frosties sure but you know like you know going to steak and shake and getting a milkshake but like oh yeah yeah look at me in a diner old school diner like when you don't have the ability to be truly fancy did you hear that echo gotta add that whipped cream come on i liked it i liked it oh no yeah Honestly, the thing I don't like the most about it, and it's grown on me from the beginning, but the like the way he's constantly dipping, it's like he's a sine wave, you know? He's just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he rolls into it a lot. That's the thing I least like about the song. I'm loving the lyrics, and I'm loving the beat. I do love this bridge. This bridge is really good. Box wine, yes. I just don't like the chorus, and the chorus has to be the best part, and it's not for me. Your, your biggest complaint is that he's naming off name brand no. things. Oh, that's not my biggest complaint. This doesn't feel like a country song first of all yes it does bougie like natty in a styrofoam that's such a country like imagery it is and that one's fine it feels like a pop song no. it feels like a pop song yeah, where he's yeah. naming brand all country stuff. music since 2000 has felt like pop songs all right okay i know a lot of it has Co- modern country so, is like southern pop no but there's too much not country in this I, I just feel like the bass was way too strong the guitar was way too not enough no nope. i don't really love the way that he sings it either i mean the way he sings is the only one i'll give you because i said i didn't care for his wavy like draw they did on a lot of it it's too i don't even know it's like he was on like a electric scooter that kept speeding up and slowing down and he was trying to talk on a vespa yeah he did say his girl was rolling on a vespa there you go he recorded this on a vespa (laughs) if he recorded this on a vespa that will (laughs) redeem it for me but i really I really doubt it. Walker Hayes, if you're listening to this episode as well, tell us, did you record this on a Vespa? And if you didn't, lie to us. Tell us you did. Lie to us? Yeah, <laughs> sure. I just want to hear you say that you recorded this on a Vespa. I don't care if it's true or not. It's not my favorite song. And that's nothing against Walker Hayes. It's nothing against this EP. It's just, it's just doesn't. I'm not saying it's my favorite. It's good. It, I can see why it made it to number one and number 15 or wherever it's at now. It's a good country song. I just think of all the reasons I would listen to country music, this song embodies none of them. You've never been a big fan of modern country music, I have too. No. What are you talking about? I just feel like I don't hear you say a lot of positive things about modern country. We did a whole episode on Casey Musgraves. I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, I guess that's fancy-like. It's okay. I like the song. It's not for everyone. I'm not saying you shouldn't listen to it or you shouldn't like it, because maybe you will and maybe you do. But for me, this one's probably going to be a pass. I do want to reemphasize, I did love the bridge. My clean blue jeans without the holes in them, country kisses on my lips without the skull in them. That's pretty good. I I felt like that bridge was tight, and that was the best part of the song. All right. Yeah, let's move on. The next song comes to us from Michael in the A&R department, and it's the Lumineers' newest single. It's actually not the Lumineers' most recent single. I take that back, because they just released another one three days ago. So this is their second to most recent single. Now you're lying. The mixtape is rubbing off on you. I know. What's the podcast coming to? (laughs) 
<laughs> if you're not familiar with the Lumineers, they're a folk rock band from Denver, Colorado, and some of their members have been performing together since 2005. They started out playing cover songs around New York City, but they started to add more and more original songs to the mix as time went on, and then they made the move out to Denver shortly after that. Maybe you're familiar with Ho Hey from their first record. Is that the one that's like, Ho! Hey! Isn't there a song like that? Yeah, that's this one. I assume that's the one you're talking about. It's a little hard to tell, but yeah, I think that's what you mean. Where they say Ho, and then there's like a pause, and they're like, Hey! It's just, um, that's a big part of it. Ho! Yeah, that's a big hey. part of the song. I belong with you. And you belong. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Or maybe you heard Ophelia from their second record, Cleopatra. Or maybe you watched the Hunger Games movies. They wrote the music to the Hanging Tree song from that. Did they really? Yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't write the lyrics. Obviously, the author of the book wrote the lyrics, but they did the music. Or maybe you're a Game of Thrones fan. Their song Nightshade was released on the album that commemorated the show's final season. The Lumineers have put out three albums so far, and a fourth one is imminent, and it's called Brightside. That's where this single comes from. It came out on September 20th, 2021, so it's pretty new, and uh, that's all I have to say about it, so... Jump on in. Count me up this time. Count you up? Okay, well, we're still gonna end on... It's gonna be one, two, three, go, just so we're clear. All right, one, two, three, go. Another drum-heavy start from them. Yeah. Unusual. Okay, so the chords feel very consistent with what I know of the Lumineers, but the distortion is kind of a novelty for them. Like, that's a new thing. This feels almost like a killer's song to me, I think. I'm waiting on it to go somewhere. It's kind of in this flux section, you know, where it's kind of, it's not going anywhere. It's hanging on this same energy level. It's not going up or down. Yeah. I'm just waiting on it to move. Oh, there's the chorus. Okay, this kind of did something. It's still kind of the same tempo, but it's at least done something different. The drums stopped is what happened. Yeah. That's your chorus. I'll be your bright side baby tonight. Hmm. I like the harmony. Do you hear that little vocal harmony in the second verse? Oh, I like that bass too. You hear it just pounding back there? It's it's like grounding you to that one note. Yeah, where's like blah 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 blah. Yeah. I love the way that it gets bright when he says bright. Like that feels cool. Yeah, the chorus is nice. The verses are not doing it for me. The verses are too stagnant. Yeah. It's not melodic enough to be ballady enough to pique my interest in that regard, but it's not like grooving enough to pick me up there. It's like sitting in this weird in-between state. Are you familiar with the Lumineers, by the way? How much of their music do you know? I wouldn't have been able to name a single song of theirs, but when you named them, some of them sounded familiar. Okay. Because I feel like this is pretty par for the course for them in terms of just the energy level or the way that it is slow, but not super. It doesn't move a lot until the chorus. I really like the chorus. Oh, it just ends. It just ends right there. I like that final hit. Yeah. Interesting. I'm interested to listen to this new album. This is just a different direction for them. I don't dislike it. I'm confused on how I feel about it. I'm going to back at the verse two. Yeah, verse two. What happens? They say you were listening to the dark side of the moon. We listened to the dark side of the moon. Yeah, maybe they're talking about us. Maybe. Oh, is this, is this song about us? Oh my goodness. Hey, uh, the Lumineers, if you're listening, let us know is this song about us. And if it's not, lie to us. Tell us this. I don't want this song to be about us. It's kind of sad. Yeah, you're right. I was tired of believing we were right. Losing every other friend found nothing in the afterlife. You're stranded on the bridge crying for your kids. I assume Siloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxiloxilox
grow on me. It's not my least favorite. It's consistent with a lot of things that I've heard the Lumineers put out. I think we should close it out. Our 10th single and final for the episode, last but not least, Eric Clapton's Wonderful Tonight. I've been thinking about it since we talked about it a few songs ago. I think I do recognize this song. Uh, I'm sure you will as soon as he starts that first guitar riff. It's one of the more instantly recognizable ballad guitar riffs, maybe of all time. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Well, no, we gotta talk about Eric Clapton. <laughs> I kind of like Eric Clapton, you know, in a world of guitar players, he's one of the more famous ones. And like we talked about, he's got his roots really deep in blues music and his catalog is full of covers and revitalizations of folk and blues classics. Rolling Stone actually ranked him at number two on the list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Number two is pretty good. Yeah. Listen, he's a god. That's what they say. He's British, and he was actually good <laughs> friends with George Harrison of the Beatles. This song specifically was written for someone named Patty Boyd while waiting for her to get ready to attend Paul McCartney's annual Buddy Holly party. Yeah, Patty Boyd and George Harrison go way back. She was actually married to both him and Eric Clapton. Is this song from an album called Peaches and Diesel? No, Peaches and Diesel is a track on the album called Slow Hand. This song is from Slow Hand. It's a 1977 album, Clapton's fifth solo album, and this is one of the tentpole songs along with Cocaine and Lay Down Sally. Before he went solo, he was a part of the band's Cream and Derek and the Dom which produced some of his biggest hits like Layla, White Room, Sunshine of Your Love, and Crossroads. Of course, some of his later songs include a cover of Bob Marley's I Shot the Sheriff, Tears in Heaven, and and plenty of other stuff. I Shot the Sheriff. Yeah, that's the song. Did not shoot the deputy. I also feel like it's worth mentioning that he holds slash held slash expressed some pretty radical and controversial personal and political beliefs over his career. Yeah. So he's kind of a case where most would try to separate the art from the artist, as they say. I mean, you know, take that as you will. He has a fun nickname. Yeah. He's got the nickname Slowhand. Right, like the name of his album. The album's based off of his nickname, which he got when he was a part of one of those other bands you mentioned. He would consistently break guitar strings while playing. Yeah. And so while he stopped to restring, the audience would slow clap till he got it fixed. <laughs> That's funny. And so he got the nickname Slowhand. Well, this song in particular, it's a pretty slow song. It's consistent with that nickname, shall we? Three. Three, two, <laughs> one, go. Yeah, I recognize this song. Okay, yeah. Yeah, right away. As a ballad fan, there was no way this one was going to get by you. Yeah. How did I not recognize the title right away? I don't know. Because I, I don't pay attention to the titles is the answer. It's true. There's so many guitar things happening right now that I couldn't even detail. In the evening. Like, there's a lot of guitar happening. There's some arpeggio and stuff. And in the verse, we get this nice organ. I love it. It's got, do you hear that, like, pluckiness to the guitar? That's a real staple of Clapton's style. Even in this slow song, it's still very bright. Well, all right. Yeah, it, the whole hook is, yes, you look wonderful tonight. She asks me, do I look all right? And I say, yes, you look wonderful tonight. And this is the party, probably. You talked about he wrote this for Patty Boyd. Yeah, the party, probably the, the, the Buddy Holly party. It actually makes me sad that this is so literal, like so much of really what he was writing about. I think it makes it kind of sweet. He was lying in about how he felt during an actual event. That's true. So good. And then what he's going to do is he's going to go on to explain why he feels wonderful. And that's so clever. What a, what a good songwriting moment. It's a great use of the bridge. This is absolutely what a bridge is supposed to be. I like how he goes up higher here, too, than he usually does. It kind of skittered to a halt for me there at the end of the bridge. That How Much I Love You felt clunky. 
Yeah, he holds out the word realize and the word love you too much. I think musically the bridge ending was weaker. Lyrically, still strong. Isn't this a weird way to end a love song? To, to talk about having a headache and, and stuff, but I guess she's just taking care of him and that image is really sweet. Yeah, he's saying that like it's another reason why he loves her is because she takes care of him, right? Oh, and listen to the cymbals roll on the way out. Oh, so nice. Yeah. It's a sweet love song. It's one of the sweetest love songs you'll find. It's a great song. Great way to end our first Spanish singles. I think so too. It's a great way to close out the singles episode. Audience, you were wonderful tonight. I hope we were wonderful. Probably not. We usually aren't. They're used to that though. I hope we were wonderful for our usual standard. (laughs) Speaking of usual standards though, this is not our usual standard. That's true. This is not our normal shtick. Typically we pick one album and talk about all the songs on it and James has listened to it a bunch and I've listened to it only once the day before. That's our usual shtick. So if you're new and this is your first taste of Spin It, go check out some of our other episodes. Find an album that you like or want to listen to and listen to us do that. Get a more consistent feel for what our episodes are like on a week-to-week basis. That's true. I'm hoping to do more of these Spin It singles episodes where we take recommendations and do things. Yeah. I think the plan right now is to do one every like 15 episodes maybe. I feel like that's a good distance between them. But if you guys like them, if you like them, I mean... Maybe we'll pepper in more. Who knows? Do you like any of the fun new stuff we tried out and you want us to pepper that in a little more into our normal episodes let us know yes definitely big thanks to everyone in the a and r department who recommended singles this week i really really love checking out all these songs so let's kind of give a, an alternate version of our final spin. Yeah. Let's rank in order, if you can, our top threes. Because I don't want to pick a favorite. I don't want to give them scores because we've only heard them once. In order. Now, are we counting the, our songs we brought or should we just do the eight? I think we can count each other's songs that we brought, not your own. Okay. I think my number three song is going to be Overtime by The Strike. Yours. I think you're taking the number three spot. Oh, you're, you're, I'm taking the number three spot. I'll take hey, a top three. All right. I really liked the pseudo journey vibes. It was different. It, it was like familiar yet brand new. And I really like that balance. I think number two is going to be Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me, Mac Davis. Yeah, all right. Mostly on his songwriting strength. That was uh, a a pure joy, I think, to dig into. I mean, we've listened to all these awesome songs after it, and it's still in my head. Yeah. And I think my number one pick for my favorite song that we've covered on this episode, drum roll. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Solstice by Unwell. Really? That was your number one? I think that was my favorite. And and All right. maybe number one for the episode. I, I think it was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah. I came in expecting to like it, and it still blew me miles out of the water. I mean, some of these songs that I didn't name, Wonderful Tonight, Spirit in the Sky and stuff, they're classics and they're, they're really good. But in terms of this episode, I think Solstice was really the standout song for me. That's the one that I'm going to remember this episode for. Sure. Unwell, if you're still listening, thanks for sticking around. You've earned my number one pick. Yeah, and if you remember here at all don't tell us <laughs> lie to us oh <laughs> 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 That's my top three. Although I, I liked almost every song on this list. Except for apparently Fancy Like. Heat Waves and Fancy Like were my two lower dips. Otherwise, I'd take all of these songs any day. For me, as usual, I also always have a Conorable Mention. I am keeping that. Oh, sure. As you should. So Conorable Mention is going to go to your single. Hey. Yeah. Uh, mainly for the video. 
because I feel like if the video hadn't been there, it I wanted to give it top three simply because of the video. But if you remove the video, I don't think it makes top three. So I'm giving it honorable mention. That's fair enough. I'll take a honorable mention from my Oxcord single. Yeah. In third place, Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. Love me a good ballad. Do you? Since when? <laughs> I know, since when? So out of character. My number two pick, Solstice. There you go. Well, There you go. It really was the surprise one for me too in the episode. It really got me pumped to go see them in concert now. <laughs> it really let you know you we're going to go see them in concert. <laughs> uh, listen, I just said yes to a concert and didn't pay attention to who it was. And I'm really glad I did. I'm really excited. Yeah. But my number one song, do I get a drum roll too? No, it's going to be Mac Davis. Sorry. I'm ready to be shocked by it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah it is. Oops. Sorry. I just felt all the wind go out of your sails. <laughs> can't put Mac Davis on a spin it mixtape and not expect me to pick it as my favorite song. Yeah, that's fair enough. Maybe don't get hooked on me. Classic. That's a wrap on the first spin it singles. The playlist is on Spotify again for anyone who didn't go find it earlier who wants to listen to all the songs. That's right. Spotify and on YouTube. And we've got the list of all the songs that we talked about down in the description in case you've forgotten. So usually, you know, we also have on our website a mixtape of each of our picks. Yeah. I think we got to go with Baby Don't Get Hooked on me and solstice right i think so too i was thinking the same thing we'll put those both on the playlist yeah if you want more content like this or more album related content be sure to give us a follow so you never miss your favorite album our goal is to cover every album and artist and genre and time period under the sun eventually before we die yeah there's a very high chance that we'll do an album that you love too so check us out at spin it pod on twitter at spin it pod official on instagram www.spinitpod.com is the website and you can find us right here every single week every friday and with that have a great week and as always keep keep spinning spinning. oh wait we didn't even talk about next week being the halloween special did we keep spinning no it's gonna be great it's a halloween (laughs) episode don't miss it